Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another edition of the Sean Sports Stop Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode number 321. Uh, as always, I'm going to give my, uh, I'm going to report the biggest news in sports and give my opinion on everything going on. We have some good stuff to talk about, some football, some basketball, um, some college football. So, yeah, but before I get into that, I want to thank Crimson IT for sponsoring today's podcast episode. If you or someone you know has a small or medium-sized company that needs managed IT services, go to them, go to crimsonit.com, tell them that you found them from Sean Sports Stop, and they will give you a pretty big discount, up to 50% on whatever service it is you're looking for if they have it. And yeah, follow me on Instagram at T-H-A-B-O-Y-Y-62, that's the boy 62 And with that said, let's get right into it, starting with some college football. Alabama quarterbacks Mac Jones... Uh, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones headlines the list of four players announced as finalists for the prestigious Heisman Trophy in 2020. Jones is one of two Crimson Tide finalists with wide receiver Devontae Smith, also representing Alabama. The program is the second ever. Army in 1946 was the other to have three players rank in the top five of the vote as running back Najee Harris placed fifth. Unbelievable, Unbelievable talent at the University of Alabama. The Crimson Tide and head coach Nick Saban have every year at their disposal. Um, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask and Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence were also selected as finalists for colleges for college football's top honor. Jones led an undefeated Alabama team to a college football playoff appearance after they missed out last season. Man, I didn't know Alabama missed the playoffs last season. They, they've been so dominant in college football. Uh, the 22-year-old, who would be the first Alabama quarterback to win the award, has almost 4,000 yards on 250 of 327 passing which was an FBS best 76.5 completion percentage with 32 touchdowns and only four interceptions through 11 games. So obviously very impressive stats and an undefeated team. Smith was on the receiving end of many of those passes with an FBS leading 98 receptions for over 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns, which was second most. The 22-year-old would be the first wide receiver to win the award since Desmond Howard from Michigan in 1991 and the first receiver to finish as a finalist since Alabama star Amari Cooper in 2014, who has since had a fairly successful career in the NFL. Uh, the yardage and touchdown totals from Jones trails just one player in college football. That's Trask. He led the Gators to an 8-3 season in his second year as a starter, clearing the 4,000-yard mark, uh, throwing 41-25 passing yards on almost 70% passing, 285 of 409 with 43 scoring passes, at least three in all but one game and only five interceptions. The last Florida player to win the Heisman was infamous uh, quarterback Tim Tebow in 2007. Trevor Lawrence is considered to be the consensus top pick in the 2021 NFL draft, as he was, but he was sidelined for two games after a COVID-19 diagnosis, so he won't be able to pad his stats as heavily as his competitors. But he still won all nine games he played, pushing his career record to 34 and one with almost 3,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, and four interceptions, while adding seven rushing touchdowns. He would be the first Clemson player ever to win the award. So we will see. There were four finalists last year. Uh, Ohio State's Justin Fields and Chase Young, Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts, and eventual winner Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU. Personally, if I had to guess, I would say that Trevor Lawrence... Well, it depends. It depends when they get get announced. Do they they decide after the college football playoff or before? I'm going to say either Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence. One of those two. And I'm leaning towards Mac. Um, so yeah, without, we are sw- switching gears to the NBA. We had plenty of Christmas day basketball last night. The reigning Eastern conference champions are in the win column for the 2020, 21 season. 
The Miami Heat defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 1-11-98 on Friday at American Airlines Arena and improved to 1-1 on the campaign. Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, and Goran Dragic led the way for the winners, who bounced back from a season-opening season surprise loss to the Orlando Magic. The Pelicans, meanwhile, fell to 1-1 despite a solid game from Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, and he, but he, he, they were unable to build on their opening win over the Toronto Raptors, so the Pelicans are still chilling. Duncan Robinson set an NBA record on Christmas Day for number of threes with seven three-pointers. He had 23 points, five rebounds, seven of 13 from three. He missed a few to end Bam Adebayo with 17 points, Goran Dragic with 18 points. For the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram had 28 points and three assists, and Zion Williamson led the way with a 32.14 rebound double-double, so a good win for the Heat. And it's those are two good teams, in my opinion. This matchup, I don't believe, featured two good teams. After after a disappointing loss on opening night, the Milwaukee Bucks bounced back on Christmas Day with a 138-99 blowout win over the Golden State Warriors. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a double-double, but it was Chris Middleton who starred in Friday's win with 30, 31 points for the Bucks, who improved to 1-1 and at Fizzer. Four, Milwaukee built a 10-point lead by halftime and kept full control in the second half, going up 30 early in the fourth quarter and holding on for an easy win. Steph Curry led the way for Golden State, uh, who are now 0-2 with 19 points, but he couldn't avoid a brutal start to the season. Giannis had 15 points, 13 rebounds, and 4 assists. Chris Middleton, what a game. 31 points, 5 assists, 2 steals, 6 of 8 from 3. Drew Holiday poured in with 12, 6, and 4. Like I said, Steph Curry was 19 points, 6 assists, but he was only 2 of 10 from 3. That was not good at all, 20% from 3. James Weissman is looking very impressive out of the University of Memphis with 18 points, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks. And Andrew Wiggins added 12 points and 6 rebounds. So the Warriors are looking looking uh, pretty disappointing. The Brooklyn Nets have kept it going with a 123-95 win over the Boston Celtics. They improved to 2-0. Uh, it's the second time in a week that they blew out the Celtics. The Celtics fall to 1-1 since they beat the Bucks in the season opener. The Nets just look different. They, they're honestly putting the Eastern Conference on notice. They're saying, hey, you, Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, um, all those Eastern Conference teams, Indiana, we're all putting you on notice. Miami, we're putting you on notice, man. Like, like we're here at 7-Eleven, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving alongside a very deep team with Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Joe Harris. That's a uh, that's a Karis LeVert. That's a very loaded team. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, Landry Shamit. That's a loaded team led by KD and Kyrie. And they have a very promising young coach in Steve Nash. So they're going to be scary. I, I am envisioning a Brooklyn Nets versus Los Angeles Lakers uh, NBA Finals in, the, in 2021. Not sure who would come out on top. I need to see a little bit more from both teams. And there will be more on the Lakers. But first, we are transitioning back uh, to football. Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer didn't have any positive things to say about his team after a 52-33 blowout loss to the New Orleans Saints on Christmas Day at the Superdome. And he was very honest about his defense's performance, saying, quote, this is a bad defense, worst one I've ever had. So he held nothing back in his comments entering week 16 minnesota had allowed 378 yards and almost 28 points a game both bottom 10 marks in the league the saints torched the vikings for almost 600 yards on friday and converted six of seven red zone conversions as tailback alvin Kamara scored an nfl record tying six rushing touchdowns in a single game it was the first time minnesota had given up 50 points since 1984 and the most points the franchise allowed since 1963 according to mike florio of pro football talk Asked how the defense can improve with one game left, Zimmer didn't have any, didn't have many answers. Saying, "Quote: The good players we have, they need to be back." Referring to Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, and Anthony Barr, who have combined for only two games this season, so he's pretty much given up on his defense, at least for uh, 
uh, this season. Now, switching gears back to Christmas Day basketball, the Los Angeles Clippers learned their lesson from last season's Western Conference semifinals. They did not waste any opportunities to put the Denver Nuggets away on Christmas in a 120 in a 121-108 road victory. It was the Nuggets who stormed back from a 3-1 series deficit last postseason to eliminate the Clippers in stunning fashion, a loss that haunted the Clippers all offseason as the rival Lakers celebrated another title. It was also partly responsible for former head coach Doc Rivers' departure. At least on Friday, the team and first-year head coach Tyron Lue didn't let the Nuggets complete another comeback. The win moves the Clippers to 2-0, while Denver drops to 0-2 following a very tough overtime loss to the Sacramento Kings to open the season. Um... Yeah, Paul George had 23 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds. Kawhi Leonard had 21 points, 7 assists, and 5 rebounds. More on him later. Nikola Jokic with almost a triple-double, 24 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. And Jamal Murray got going late with 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. So uh, the Clippers are looking very promising. And speaking of promising teams, the Lakers are as well. The Los Angeles Lakers tore through the Dallas Mavericks 138-115 to on Christmas with LA getting 28 points from Anthony Davis, 22 points from LeBron James, 18 points from Dennis Schroeder and the team out rebounding the Mavericks 53 to 27. I believe that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder, and Montrez Harrell combined for 90 points between the four of them. Um, it all led to a realization for Anthony Davis about how that might be uh, hitting the rest of the league right now, saying, "Quote: I mean, damn, we got a really good team." And keep in mind, this is just coming off the heels of a championship. So the Lakers are looking as good, if not even better. Uh, in fairness to the power forward, AD was asked what it's like to have balanced scoring throughout the rotation without taking away from LeBron James or how much he needs to play. Uh, the answer still holds true. Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell combined for 22 points and 7 rebounds. Uh, they made the Lakers a lot deeper, in my opinion. LeBron and AD didn't have to play that, met, that much, playing 30 and 31 minutes respectively. While Harrell ate up 28 minutes off the bench, Kyle Kuzma chipped away with 13 points and 6 rebounds uh, in 22 minutes. So the team is just very deep. Um, cool. We saw what they were able to do last year. LeBron said of Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder, it just adds to our firepower. And yeah, it was a, a great win for the Lakers. The Mavericks are now 0-2 after losing uh, to the Phoenix Suns in their opener. And um, we have more basketball to talk about. This is this was honestly a scary sight. Los Angeles Clippers star Kawhi Leonard needed eight stitches after suffering a cut in his mouth in, late in Friday's win over the Denver Nuggets. I mean, he went up for a rebound and got elbowed by his own teammate Serge Ibaka. Uh, and I believe it, um, it knocked him out unconscious. And as a result, he fell and hit his head against the the floor. And there was so much blood. It was crazy. Head coach Ty Lue said after the game that Leonard is still being evaluated, but he expects the four-time All-Star to be fine. Quote, I didn't even see it. He's going to be fine. He got up and walked off the floor, so he's good. Ty Lue is a tough guy. He had happened with around six minutes left in the fourth quarter. He remained on the court for a few, moment, few moments before being taken to the locker room. He was ruled out. He was ruled out for the remainder of the game shortly after. Um, so I think he's going to be fine. To be honest, it looked a little scary in the beginning, but uh, I think he's going to be fine. Personally, uh, switching gears to uh, more basketball here. More basketball, ladies and gentlemen. More basketball. The Houston Rockets are likely to have Jay, uh, li likely to have John Wall, Eric Gordon, Demarcus Cousins, and Mason Jones back for Thursday's game against the Sacramento Kings. According to Shams of The Athletic, the four players were ordered to quarantine for seven days to satisfy the NBA's COVID-19 health and safety protocols. Houston's season opener on Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder was postponed because the team didn't have at least eight active players, and I covered that on my podcast. Uh, James Harden also received a $50,000 fine for violating the protocols. That's the latest on the Rockets and their uh, quarantine. Uh, now switching gears to college football. 
Utah running back Ty Jordan died Saturday. Let's have a moment of silence. So unfortunate. All right. Police in Denton, Texas, announced early Saturday morning they had responded to reports of gunshots and that a quote is that and that quote it is believed the gun was accidentally discharged by the victim upon conducting a preliminary investigation. So they're saying that he possibly shot himself. Jake Edmonds of KUTV reported Jordan was the victim in question. A source close to Ty Jordan tells me the star freshman running back was shot and killed by an accidental gun discharge. Deleted the tweet. The individual I spoke to said the police department doesn't ID anybody but acknowledged after I said the name that the individual in question accidentally shot himself. So Ty Jordan uh, accidentally shot himself. Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham issued a statement on Jordan's death saying, quote, words cannot express the devastation and heartache that our team is feeling right now upon learning of the tragic death of our teammate and brother. Ty Jordan, Ty's personality and smile were infectious and he made a huge impact on our program in the short time he was with us. He leaves in an he let he leaves an end he leaves an indelible mark on each of us and our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends from the bottom of our hearts all of us in the utah football family want to say we love you ty and may you rest in peace um the athletic director also released a statement jordan was a native of mesquite texas he was the number eight all-purpose back in the 2020 recruiting class per 24 7 sports as composite rankings he's a he's a two he was a 200 pound 57 running back uh, he made an immediate impact leading the Utes with almost 600 rushing guards and six touchdowns on the ground. So it's it's very sad. And um, my thoughts and prayers to his to his family and friends. It's very unfortunate. Now switching gears to some to some NFL to close out this episode of Sean's Sports Stop. It did not take there might be a little more, but we'll see. It did not take long for Tom Brady to make the playoffs in the NFC. His Tampa Bay Buccaneers clinched a postseason berth today with a 47-7 win over the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. The all-time great quarterback went 22 of 27 for almost 350 passing yards and four touchdowns, giving him a shot at the Lombardi Trophy in his first season away from Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. This is the first time that the Bucs have clinched a playoff spot since 2007, and they have not won a postseason game since winning the Super Bowl in, in the 2002 season. How Tampa Bay would fare with Brady under center and during Rob Gronkowski's return to football was one of the league's best storylines coming into the season. It seemed as things may not go as well when the team lost 34-23 to the New Orleans Saints in the season opener, but they won six of their next seven games to put itself into playoff position. My Rams beat them, baby. Uh, It was not all smooth sailing there, but the Buccaneers are definitely definitely a legit team. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call it for this episode of Sean Sports Stop. Philip Lindsay's done for the year. Broncos running back. Um, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns are closing their facility and delaying flights to New Jersey to conduct contact tracing because of a co- positive COVID test near their facility. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys on the next one.